So I wanted to give everybody my favorite caffeine hack. I call it the Napa Latte. So if you have not gotten enough sleep and you are dragging it, here's what you do. Go out and get yourself a cup of black drip coffee. Put in three ice cubes merely to cool it down. Slug it, drink the whole thing as quickly as you can. Close your eyes immediately and take a 25-minute nap. What? That's crazy, Dr. Bruce. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When you wake up after 25 minutes, the caffeine hops in, you're good for four hours, guaranteed. That's Dr. Michael Bruce, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday and happy 4th of July to all of those who celebrated in the States. And boy, do we have a great one in store for you today with the sleep doctor himself, Dr. Michael Brewis, debuting on the show. And I think today's talk has a ton of value that can provide some more clarity and understanding when it comes to our overall health and vitality. So in this clip, it has a couple of parts to it. So first, Dr. Brewer talks about a framework in which he's created called sleep chronotypes. And in a nutshell, a chronotype is your body's natural disposition to be awake or asleep at certain times of the day. So Essentially, it's your body's inherent makeup. And if it sounds foreign to you, don't worry about it because he breaks the explanation down in a really easy to understand way with plenty of examples. So then after he talks about the four chronotypes, he talks about the effect that both caffeine and alcohol have on our sleep and how to best use it to maximize its benefits without overdoing it. So I am really excited about this one, and I hope it provides you with great value and great insight. So without further ado, let's get right into this one with the sleep doctor himself, Dr. Michael Bruis. Enjoy. Now, one of the things that I know and that I've been working on for a long time are these things called chronotypes. Now, you might, have heard, uh, you might not have heard of the term, but you've actually heard of the concept. Has everybody in here ever heard of somebody being called an early bird or a night owl? Yes. Those are chronotypes. Turns out those are genetically predetermined. You can't change your chronotype. Um, but I found a fourth one. So we used to think there were early birds, there were night owls, and that one we called hummingbirds, which were people in the middle. Now, to be fair, I'm a mammal, not a bird. So I decided to change the animals a little bit. Now, to be fair, when we were in this marketing discussion to decide we were going to come up with new animals to represent the different chronotypes, we had to choose very wisely. Nobody wants to be a porcupine. We've discovered this uh, in our early marketing meetings together. So I chose animals that actually have the circadian rhythmicity that we're talking about. 
So lions uh, turn out to be my early risers, about 15%. This replaces the early birds. And so early morning optimists with medium sleep drive. Um, these are my go-getters, my COOs of a company for sure. They're likely to prioritize health and fitness. Um, they have a tendency to make a plan and stick to it. So you know these people, right? They make a list every morning, and they go from step one to step two to step three to step four. They're the ones who woke up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, right? They're the people I don't really like a lot. Um, just because I can't handle it, right? I can't get up that early. But people tell me all the time, oh, I wish I was a lion, Michael, because I'd love to get up that early and be able to do all this cool, amazing stuff. Well, here's the only problem with being a lion. Dinner in a movie is out. You've been up since like 4.30 in the morning, right? I mean, there's no way you're going to make it through a movie. So socially, lions don't do so well, but in most other areas, they actually do pretty well. Bears make up almost 50% of the population, so lots of people are bears. By the way, you can learn what your chronotype is by going on my sleep quest or taking my quiz at chronoquiz.com. Um, solar sleepers with healthy sleep drives, they are really the glue for society. These are the people that get it done. Um, and these are very extroverted, oftentimes open-minded individuals, very fun, enjoyable group. Um, and most of society, believe it or not, is built around a bear's schedule. So if you turn out to take my quiz and find out that you're a bear, being a bear is the best, okay? Why? Because the entire society works on a bear schedule. Nine to five is a bear's schedule. I'm a wolf, okay? What is a wolf? A wolf is a night owl. I've always been a night owl historically. Um, I'm kind of one of those out-of-the-box thinkers, but a lot of my night owls are my actors, are my musicians, are my artists, my, my creative types of people. They can be big risk takers, though. I will warn you, we do have a tendency to do that. But if we make a list, we go from step one to step 12 to step 47, right? Like, we never go in order, but it makes a lot of sense to us for some strange reason. Um, believe it or not, many of the wolves are socially introverted. I, of course, am not. Um, particularly socially introverted, um, but they are deep, loyal friends. And then there are the dolphins. So the dolphins are my problem children. Um, the dolphins are historically my insomniacs, and that's who I added to the vernacular. So I went from early birds, night owls, and then the middle, and I added the new category of dolphins. These are my people who have difficulty sleeping. So often erratic sleep schedules, uh, short sleep drive, but they are um, oftentimes very highly intelligent people, um, but they've just got a little bit of obsessive compulsive disorder. And what it ends up doing is their jobs are never quite done. You know this person, right? They've fixed it and fixed it and fixed it and fixed it, right? And they never stop fixing whatever the project is that they're working on. When, of course, everybody around them looks at their project and says, this is amazing. I can't believe you did all of this. Um, they have a tendency to be very fast talking, a lot of fun, um, but they are more on the anxious side of the realm. So how can we use, so you may have identified with one of these four chronotypes. Now let's put them to use. So we're gonna take a look at two major substances that affect sleep in your life. Those would be caffeine and alcohol, right? So let's talk, how many people in here drink coffee? Tea, any caffeinated beverage whatsoever? Is it literally the entire room? Probably, except for maybe one or two folks. So let's talk about it. So caffeine is arguably the most abused substance in the world. Um, but let's talk about what happens when you drink coffee in the morning, right? How many people here, by a raise of hands, the first substance to pass over their lips in the morning is a caffeinated beverage? Yeah, let me tell you why that's not the best idea. 
okay? So it turns out in order to exit a state of unconsciousness, you need two hormones. You need adrenaline and cortisol. Both of them raise up pretty significantly to pull you out of sleep. If you compare cortisol and adrenaline to caffeine, it's like comparing cocaine to weak tea, okay? The, the amount of oomph that it gives you is completely different. For most people where the very first thing they do is drink a cup of coffee, my guess is it's rarely just one, right? Because what happens is the effects of caffeine almost are diminished incredibly based on all the cortisol and adrenaline that's already in your system. So then you end up drinking more and drinking more, and then you get the side effects and things like that. However, if you just waited 90 minutes from the moment you opened your eyes, you're all thinking, huh, no freaking way, right? <laughs> if you just waited 90 minutes, I promise you that what happens is your cortisol and adrenaline begin to naturally drop. Then when you add caffeine there, it actually boosts the cortisol and adrenaline. You get a lot more bang for your buck by drinking a bottle of water first and then waiting that 90 minutes and then drinking that caffeine, all based on these hormonal rhythms. Um, there's also a, me a metabolic rhythm that's important to think about as well, which has to do with how long does caffeine stay in your system, right? Average half-life of caffeine is between six and eight hours, right? So I'm also recommending that you want to stop caffeine by about 2 p.m., right? Because what happens is if you stop caffeine at 2 p.m., then it gives you about eight hours till about 10, which remember is kind of the average amount of time when people go to bed. Now, let, how many people do we have in here? Probably like almost 200 people here this morning, right? So there's at least 20 people in the room right now, and here's what you're saying. Huh, sleep doctor. He has no idea what he is talking about. I can have a cup of coffee at dinner, and I can fall right to sleep. How many people in here think I'm full of it? Raise your hands. Come on, I know, I, I know you're out there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, there's always 20. Eight, nine, 10, in this side, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, here we go, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Look at that. I'm pretty good at predicting these things. It's always 10% of the crowd who thinks I'm completely full of it. So let me tell you why I am right and you are wrong, okay? <laughs> so here's the thing that's so fascinating about caffeine is many people have different caffeine sensitivities. I actually have a patient, if she has three chocolate kisses, she could be up all night. I got another patient that could drink a pot of black coffee and go right to sleep. So we, it turns out that there are different caffeine sensitivities. However, for all of those people that raised your hands, if you do have a caffeinated beverage late in the day, you may be able to fall asleep, but if I put electrodes all over your head and I look at the quality of the sleep that you're getting, I can guarantee you it's not good, right? So just because you can fall asleep doesn't mean that you're getting the quality sleep. We used to think of sleep only in minutes and hours. Now we need to really start thinking about the depth of our sleep. That's why tracking turns out to, and assessment turns out to be so important. So what I decided to do was create times based on your chronotype of the best times for you to do certain things. So these are your caffeinated times based on your chronotype. So if you're one of my problem children and you're a dolphin, you can see what the best times are for you to drink caffeine. If you're a lion, a bear, or a wolf. Now you'll notice wolves like me, we don't have caffeine after 2 p.m. because we're already awake, right? So what, we, we need caffeine early, we don't need caffeine late. Um, so it becomes very, very different very, very quickly based on your chronotype. So I wanted to give everybody my favorite caffeine hack. I call it the Napa Latte. 
If you want to take a picture, this is probably the thing to take a picture of. So if you have not gotten enough sleep and you are dragging it, here's what you do. Go out and get yourself a cup of black drip coffee. Put in three ice cubes merely to cool it down. Slug it. Drink the whole thing as quickly as you can. Close your eyes immediately and take a 25-minute nap. What? That's crazy, Dr. Bruce. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Remember from my very first slide where I was talking about adenosine and caffeine and how they're so similar to one another? Here's what happens. When you close your eyes and take a nap, your, your brain starts to burn through some of that adenosine. The caffeine is literally waiting in the wings. When you wake up after 25 minutes, the caffeine hops in, you're good for four hours, guaranteed. Works every time. I've never had it not work for me. So if you're looking to be clear, don't do a Napa latte every day, right? This is for certain times when you didn't get enough sleep, when you're really dragging it and you really want to have something in your back pocket for a little bit of extra energy. This is a great and healthy way to do it. So let's talk about alcohol. There's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out, <laughs> right? Okay, so if that is the case, we need to think through this a little bit because I like red wine and scotch and beer. I think I've listed all of them now. Um, and so I want to make sure that we can all enjoy our adult beverages, but still get a great night's sleep. So there's a lot of different things that we can think about here. One is looking at our tolerance. So it's really interesting. Our liver, which is a thing that kind of detoxifies all the alcohol, makes this thing called alcohol dehydrogenase right? It doesn't really kick in until about four o'clock in the afternoon and kind of goes from four till about six or seven. What, what time is that at the bar? Happy hour. I'm not convinced that the bartenders in the 1800s who discovered happy hour knew about this biological thing that's going on, but I can tell you that they figured out that, wow, people can surely drink a lot between six, you know, four and six in the afternoon, and that has a lot to do with your rhythm. So if you're out for brunch, on a Sunday morning, and you decide to have a mimosa at 11 o'clock, you're probably gonna get pretty tipsy, whether you like it or not, because again, your body doesn't have that alcohol dehydrogenase in it. Waiting a little bit longer gives you a little bit op better opportunity to metabolize through it and not have such a big effect. Um, so what I did was I created a table for strategic drinking. <laughs> so based on your chronotype, I am going to tell you exactly when you should have alcohol. Wait, there's more. There's also hangover hacks that I've added to this slide as well. This appears to be a very popular slide with this crowd. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but we'll, we'll continue on. Mia, you did say it was quite a party uh, the other night, so, or last night, rather. So these are the times when you will drink your, at your best, right? Meaning that you will still enjoy alcohol, you'll still get the nice feelings from it, but it won't be too much for you to be able to handle. To be clear, it's one drink an hour, guys. Okay, don't go crazy, right? Please be careful, those types of things. One of the things you want to do is you want to remember that alcohol is a diuretic, right? It makes you have to go to the bathroom, and once you break the seal, you're going to be peeing all night long. What you don't want to do is go to bed dehydrated. Most people don't know this. Sleep is a dehydrative event. You lose almost a full liter of water every night while you're sleeping from the humidity in your breath, believe it or not. So you, what you don't want to do is go to bed dehydrated from drinking too much alcohol, have this dehydrative event called sleep, oh, and then wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Drink coffee, which is also a diuretic. So it puts your body into a huge state of dehydration and your body doesn't function well when it's dehydrated.
right? So thinking through the, the whole idea, you really want to be careful in what you're doing. And these should be some of the steps that should be able to help you. There's at least two studies to show that coconut water helps with a hangover. I thought that was fascinating, right? I mean, this is great research for me to be able to send out into the universe. So if you have coconut water, just have a, a half a coconut water before you, wake, before you go to bed, you'll be surprised because it's loaded with magnesium. It turns out that alcohol pulls a lot of magnesium and a lot of vitamin B out of you. That's part of the reason that you have that hangover. Um, magnesium and vitamin B in the morning could be helpful. Stop drinking approximately three hours before bed. So one hour per alcoholic beverage. So if you have two to three glasses of wine with dinner and you stop dinner at eight, you are good to go by 11 if you've had two to three glasses of water. Very simple, very straightforward. What does good sleep do for you? Literally everything, right? Everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. So there was recent data to show that cancer cells multiply faster the more sleep-deprived you are. Cancer, okay? I'm not fooling around. The Nobel Prize in medicine two years ago was given to circadian researchers. Yay, sleep, right? It's getting out there. We're learning all kinds of amazing, important things about sleep. There's now data to show that if you deliver chemotherapy at a particular time in somebody's 24-hour cycle, you need less chemo and it's more effective, right? Less poison going into the body, more effective just by administering it at the right time in somebody's circadian cycle. This is real science, guys, and it's really effective and it's definitely something that you can control. Sleep is a skill set. Okay, you can learn how to sleep better and you can make your sleep better. Absolutely, every single person in this room can do it. Big thanks to Dr. Michael Brewis for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, thesleepdoctor.com. His Instagram is also The Sleep Doctor and that is also his YouTube. His latest book is entitled Energize, Go from Dragging Ass to Kicking It in 30 Days. And the one that resonates most with today's talk is entitled The Power of When, Discover Your Chronotype and the Best Time to Eat Lunch, Ask for a Raise, Have Sex, Write a Novel, Take Your Meds, and more. And that was released in 2016. And lastly, I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled How to Be Better in Bed, The Quest for Better sleep. And I have links to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk. They will all be in the show description, so you can go and check that out. And lastly, when you get a chance, please follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate you for doing that. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have an invigorating rest of your day, and I will see you back here tomorrow. So, until then, stay strong. Later.